Greetings, true Shakespeareans. It's your host, Morgan Taylor, your webmaster of Brainerd. Yep. If you're hearing my voice, if you're hearing this face flap in your direction, you must have clicked a thing that said play on a ShakespeareCon Spotlight podcast graphic. Well clicked. Yeah, it's side B of the Deep Dive with Matt Wilson episode on the 30th anniversary of the release of Lulu on AM Records, September 3rd, 1991. I mean, imagine sitting down with Matt Wilson himself for three hours with the sole purpose of talking about the album Lulu. How lucky am I to have done that? Six. Six out of eight levels of luck. Why only six? I'm leaving hope for the future. The second half. Did you have vinyl? Did you have Lulu on vinyl? Did you recollect it? I think I had the cassette first. I got it for my birthday, September 5th, 1991. Fantastic memories. All right, well, here is the rest of my talk with Matt Wilson, Lulu the Deep Dive, on Shakespeare Con Spotlight. Now we are going to flip the platter and go to side two. It starts with Look at the Moon. Do you have any memories of this song and dancings? And well, what was the writing on this one? Is, is this a, a Matt and Dan or? No, it, it was a song that I had been trying to finish for a long time. Like most of my songs or many of my songs I write over the course of years and there's some part of it that I'm start with and then I uh, just keep reconfiguring it and trying it different ways and trying to figure out what it's about. And uh, so that uh, melody, that, that had been in my mind for a long time. And I really felt like it could be something. It sounded like it was, maybe already a song by right. someone else and and it just it, but it took me a while to to uh maybe figure out um how it gets how it how it works dan might have uh, written the chorus i don't know i, I don't exactly remember yeah it, it turned out really well and it turns out really sweet yeah yeah well, let's check it out and you can just you can give me a signal if you want to interrupt I'll, I'll notice something right off the bat is that John's not playing a fretless bass on this one. Oh my God, you can hear that? He's playing, it sounds like a pick maybe on a Hofner or something. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't that doubt that. I, I, yeah, I think that, that that is possible. Okay, now I we can believe. listen thinking about it. Cause I love 
sleigh bells? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've heard those ever. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have any, is there any, any thoughts popping up as you're hearing it? Well, yeah. Um, just one thing. Uh, um, we uh, would just kind of bound and determined not to be um, embarrassed or shy about doing the kinds of things that uh, that might seem corny or not cool. And uh, so the background vocals, just um, with the ooh-la-la and stuff like that, and um, yeah. crying, you know, a breakup song and stuff like that. I, I, just, I just think that this has a lot of that just kind of um, bald, unabashed. Right. You well, know. It's, it's a combination of the sens- sensitive male songwriter from the 70s uh and then yeah. you know doo-wop from the 50s in the background which is kind of you right <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> like all the corniest things of history brought into one place like dan you know like yeah. that that um those cool chord changes and that uh a stack of guitars you know like the that's surprise dan. bridge that's a yeah. dan bridge yeah, yeah for sure yeah uh, bringing that that depth and just you know taking you on a little journey there that's right. that was that was the kind of thing that he would uh bring to a song that would just like be like Holy fuck, it's like having a wizard.
Got a good uh, room sound with John yelling there. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can hear John's, like, he's just a force of nature, you know, like this, <laughs> the, the vibe and the energy, you know. He's so big when he gets so excited, you know, it's like it just, it, you know, in in person, you know, or in the same studio right. room, it just fills the room, you know, like, yeah. and, and it's all positive and he's totally unembarrassed to also uh, like, you know, a leader in that I'm much more like concerned about, you know, things. And, uh, but John, you know, like he's just, you know, energy and, and feeling and vibe, you know, that's just who he is. And wow. Um, and that one uh, that was in your live set. Yeah. Um, Listening to the archive, I, I that this one pops up now and again, and I don't. I, it feels like it pretty much arrived in shape. You know, it I didn't seem like there was much tinkering as far as arrangement. <sighs> yeah, like I, I'm trying to remember if this one kind of arrived like basically in time for the studio. Like, I think this one might have been like. I, you could tell me, but I think it might have been like when, when we recorded it was basically, you know, like it was born, made in the studio and then right. played live. So during the recording sessions, were you did you guys ever stop, uh, like interrupt the sessions to go play live gigs or you just. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. But I honestly, I'm not exactly sure. But I, it might have been there might have been a couple sessions, but I, I don't remember. I, it seemed I, I seem to recall that. We were doing it all in one one swoop. One swoop. Okay. Well, uh, track two, side two, graveyard. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talked about how you felt that this album seemed epic, I feel like this is kind of a true epic of the record. It um, it, it adds depth anyway. You know, like in the downward direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, well, this one feels like you're in the deep cuts of, mm-hmm. of a record here. And now I'm looking, I'm looking, realize it's only three and a half minutes still. But it seems like it accomplishes a lot in its in its short duration. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a weird song. There's some really good aspects to it, I think. I, I, I would, uh, like, I've made versions of it to play um, more recently that you know cut out quite a bit and Mm. make it more streamlined um you know it's big um it worked well live just because john makes it so great right but it's 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 odd it's odd well why don't we uh yeah we'll we'll listen and you can point out some thoughts about it it's oddities or whatever you like okay yeah
you don't love this one, but what are you feeling? Well, um, I, like like the part that I still like a lot. It, it, it's a, it's kind of amazing that um, you know that Tweety kind of uh, guitar bird yes. sounding thing. Yeah, yeah, that is Dan. Um, so he had a Fender guitar, and he had that kind of a whammy bar that you, that's just like a like a wire in an L shape with a yeah. piece of plastic on the end. You could just uh, twist it off, you mm -hmm. know. And so he would just take that off, and so he'd have this be, and he would just use that. Use the bar. Use the bar, and that's and that's why it it had so much overtone as yeah. opposed to a, a thick kind of bottleneck shape thing. Yeah. I probably would have asked about this had I not seen you guys do it. Uh, oh, seen okay. Dan, he, yeah, he takes off his his whammy bar, and he uses the little L, and he gently kind of caresses the string right over the pickup at right right next to the bridge. And that's why it has that really chirpy. Yeah, and you get the high. up and the down. Like the pickup yeah. is picking up the right side and the left side, high and low of yeah. that scene. Yeah, so that was like. You know, Dan is just, uh, he's so, uh, you can't stop him. The, the creative stuff comes out of him in different ways. Um, I like I like that verse, not so much the rings and roses part. That's the part that I like when I play it now. I like <laughs> cut that part oh, off. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, myself. And um, But I do like, I like the verse, just a straight up verse at the huh. beginning a lot. And God, John sings so beautifully. Oh, he owns it so much. The amount of personality that the man puts into the, the song is just insane. Yeah. What I'm loving here is like how arranged it is, I guess, and how how dramatic the the dynamics are. Soft, soft, soft. It's a, it's a it's a very varied uh, arrangement. That yeah. I, it's it's strange listening now because I haven't listened this intently to it as a as a full adult I guess you might say mm -hmm. and I'm maybe listening to it with you I'm listening to it even more intently or something but I, I guess I, I'm trying to hear it through your ears and that's sort of the whole idea of this I guess and uh, you're having a, a critique of it that it's hard for anyone else to understand I guess <laughs> well I don't know <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 sh I should just be positive and stuff. No, I, no, I, you don't have to. This is. I, a... I, I, I love the, I love the song and I love the performance. I, so far, it's, a, it's, it's pretty thrilling. crazy guitar that's dan doing that right yeah it's okay. dan. yeah it's just so so scary and great right it's a, it's the, it turns into the dark carnival for a second here right? yeah 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 and to me my ears it sounds like you're he's that's dan on piano too or is that you yeah it sounds like the korg 
Oh, I don't, I don't think it would be though. Are you going to use a real piano? Yeah, they had something like uh, I honestly don't remember exactly, but something kind of like Bechstein or some some kind of piano that's um, you know like a, a slightly uh, bright grand right. piano. Okay, well, it's, yeah, from, from hearing so much of it, it live, uh, it, it's quite close in sound to that. It's interesting. All right, bridge. It's like a horror show. It's like a horror right. movie. Kind of. On those, uh, da, 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 ooh. It's like, yeah. they're, they're, it's ghosts, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, I love it because um, uh, it, it kind of has, the, the, there's a, a song from earlier, the Toolmaster, you know, and yeah. um, you can hear Elaine, you know, like in right. that. And you can hear her also. She's just coloring the yeah. the doing and, and you know like every once in a while like her voice kind of comes out of the ooze and it's yeah. it just changes the flavor a little bit in a way that delights me that, and that, that that i haven't heard it like that you know with headphones on in many a million year and uh it's <laughs> it's quite a thing it really it's like is. a whole, it's like a stephen king movie or something you know like you know like it's it's just uh it's got a horror movie vibe to it it's terrifying well, it's like uh, it's like you're walking through a. It is kind of carnival esque, I guess. You're or you're walking through a fun house, yeah, or a haunted house, and let things jump out. It's got that kind of calliope moment in there. Yeah, I don't even. It has, it's a lot of parts. I'm it's cool. I got it. Yeah, it's like the, the the arrangement, Dan's guitar playing, all that kind of Queen sounding. Yeah. You know, like that's Dan. It's more distorted like the tones are, are richer fatter and, and more sustainy than some yeah. of the other so with that with that cranked up um mid-range uh yeah. you know like that that has that like a little bit of that queen kind of sound yeah he's on his he's certainly on his uh bridge pickup yeah yeah <laughs> all right um so next up bonnieville now i think I think I remember Dan talking about this one a little bit when I talked to him. 
I think you also brushed on it about not being embarrassed about the sentimentality and of just singing something that's just sweet without an yeah. irony. And I feel like this is probably one of those. I'm embarrassed by it when I listen to it, but I also I, I find it moving, you know. You know, I could totally enjoy it if I could just uh, like, you know, if I had like a bunch of drinks or something. <laughs> you know? So I could just like let go of any like uh, embarrassment, you know, and just uh, bathe in the in the the feelings. It's like looking at an old diary. You're like, ah, oh, I wouldn't think that today. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So, to, me, to me, to me, it's it's a, it's like a combination of um, of delight and um embarrassment and yeah. you know love and loss you know like just from the time you know right. old times yeah yeah it's all those things mixed together and um you know it's sacred but it's not entirely it's not just pure pancakes and syrup you know like it's, it's <laughs> yeah and there's got to be lots of thoughts and emotions that are probably unexpressible that are attached to a lot of these songs too. Um, oh, ton, tons of them. Yeah. You know, but I, I you know, I, I, I'm proud of it all. It's just uh, like, it's, 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 sometimes I just look at it like it's, you know, it's like something getting unearthed that, you know, from some like ancient ritual site or something. And it's just like, right. what the fuck is this? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. but I love it all. I, I have affection for it for sure. tell which it, it, as a general rule are you are is your guitar on the right speaker um, left like who's doing the strummy and who's doing the dun, 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 dun. yeah uh dan's doing the don't go don't don't i think okay. and, and it's i think it's me strumming along okay. uh clean and i, I th- and i think the piano is an overdub uh-huh. but maybe i think a live dan might have just like jumped over and played it you know, I mean, like my so my feeling about this is I, I wish that I was had been a better singer and more relaxed. I, I don't I don't really like the singing approach. Um, and to me, it, it makes it hard to hear what a touching song it is. I see. So I love the arrangement, uh, although 
I love what everyone's doing. And I only wish that I had uh, been able to sing it in a way that, that could allow the emotion of it to come through a little bit better. But that's just a... Yeah. To you, it seems like you're singing it too hard or something. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, you know, I, I can hear what's good about it too. But um, yeah. it's, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to get past your own voice. Okay, tell me about Turtle Lake real quick. Uh, Turtle Lake I, makes appearances. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> it, it's just comedy for me. I mean, I, I, I just think it's a funny, funny term. <laughs> I like how it sounds. And it's not, it's not, it, I, there might be a Turtle Lake, I can't even remember, but it, it's just more like a something that sticks in my head as as comical and interesting and, yeah. uh, and a, a good, something that sounds Good. A clap just right. out of no, nowhere. I just I've never noticed that before. It's like uh, just a clap. <laughs> it's just like there's so many ideas. It's just like <laughs> what does it emphasize a line? Let me hear that again. No, I don't think so. It's just <laughs> or maybe that's uh, is like is that the girl slapping your face? <laughs> Yeah, to me it sounds like a, just like a, a young person. Uh... I, I think, I, and I think that was in there, and maybe there's some posturing in there too. Um, 
and that's sure but also just that i think there was uh, actual real also feelings of just like actually falling in love that feeling that you can get you know um where there's magic mm-hmm. happening you know and uh okay. You feel like you might have found, you know, the person that, you know, is going to be your person. Yeah, yeah. Your one. So, yeah, I mean, that that's really the the core of it. But then there's also just kind of like youthful hormones thing, too. Yeah, yes, youthful. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Today You Move, which is the next song. Yeah. Do you remember the genesis of Today You Move? And I... I know, I know. There's a show on the, in the archive where I think Dan says mm-hmm. it like, "This is a brand new one. It's the first time we're playing it." Yeah, it's before the album's out. This to to me, this sounds very like. Is this a Dan? Did Dan originate this? No, uh, he didn't. Uh, but I could, you know, Dan was uh, certainly influencing me a lot. Uh-huh. But um, I I'm pretty sure that uh, just a mat number. I think it might be a mat number. I, I can't remember. I I, I could be told. I mean, maybe Dan wrote that. That sounds right. like something he would write. Um, but I know that I like uh, I, I uh, made up that guitar part that starts it out, mm-hmm. and the verse. I, yeah, I mean, I I think I kind of came up with this one, but I I, I would love it. If like everyone that I claimed here uh, is like something I wrote, just totally turned out to be like, not even written by me, because that would be that would just like sum up like so much of like <laughs> what's wrong with my memory and also my personality. using those proper nouns paints such a more specific picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it really helps the narrative as opposed to say, just, you know, old car, you know, it's yeah. like, puts you in it even deeper. Is this song, it feels like I'm guessing it's just from a pretty specific experience or is it? Is this <laughs> I don't fiction? know that it is. I, it might just be uh, fiction, but just like it, uh, um, from a time, of my life you know when you're uh you you align with some person for a while and then it, it go you know and then it someone veers off and uh changes happen and it's it can be exciting and new but also really sad at the same time um mm-hmm. you know when you uh because every person that you ever uh are with you know you were with them because 
something about them you love. I, I think it's more of a me just drawing on those feelings of uh, when you're young and you haven't found your person yet, but you've, you know, you've met people and said hello and goodbye, you know, and, uh, and been through those feelings, you know, those kind of raw feelings of loss. Mm. <laughs> that guy, man. That, yeah, he's just like music. He, he's just uh, so musical and powerful and just able to do things what he, what he wants with his hands, you know. He, it reminds me like um, he could play, you know, like uh, pinball. Just yeah. such a good pinball player, oh, really? just like shaking the table, just, like just like overwhelming it, but you know, like always with like never quite tilting. And, right, right, right. You know, he could just do, you know, do things with his hands, you know, and, and with all that, like, he's so big and powerful. And so, like, he can handle the team of horses that it, yeah, you know? yeah. What a great find as a band member. Oh, my God. It's like, to have somebody who's that also, but also is that is creative with melody in their playing, you know? Oh, yeah. Not you just, know, the funny thing about him is um, we were in a band, um, uh, when we were uh, like in 1982 or something like that, and it was called E Brown. Mm -hmm. I had first met him maybe years earlier, a couple years earlier. But anyway, um, the, in that band, we were we were playing very kind of Joy Division-y kind of stuff, and it, the parts he was playing would be very kind of like kind of kind of computerized with a you know strumming on the bass with a pick, huh. and um, really uh, rigid and repetitive kind of like yeah. in that robotic way. And that's kind of all I, I thought that was all he really could do. And I always kind of was under the impression that maybe the guitar player in our band was kind of telling him what to do too. And so that, mm. as I, I didn't know how, I, I didn't realize who he was. And so then that band ended. And then when uh, Elaine and I came to Minneapolis from Boston to find a bass player, it, it never occurred to me that that would be John because I just thought that he was kind of rigid, um, and you know like com computery and like he needed his parts to be programmed for him you know by someone mm -hmm. else and that you know and that everything he played would be like very kind of matrixy like new order or, or sure. joy division you know yeah and but we tried him out uh for the band after trying out so many different bass players in town who were just oh, all right. like really vanilla and uninteresting and uh and john was amazing and he, had, he was playing this fretless bass 
and he was you know his full self like like he was okay. an apple head man and um the album and and i so i had no idea who he was uh that i i didn't i hadn't i had misestimated him and misunderstood him interesting as with so many things in life i just i i didn't see what who he was or what he could be you know so i i, I underestimated john and i had no idea he had that in him and i had been in a band with him right. um and so this i had no idea like but you were um those were your songs in e brown no no i was the drummer oh okay Right, and John right. was a bass player, and I, I wasn't see. really that uh, musical, uh, you know, or like, you know, chords and yeah, melody, yeah. just mainly okay. a drummer. I see. What an amazing blossoming to uh, be witness to. Yeah. that vibra slap yeah until just today wow <laughs> is that it's what you're like, reacting to as well yeah yeah it sounds like something that should be in like a shaft you know a song right. in shaft. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the beginning of sweet emotion by aerosmith and it's also at the beginning of crazy train by ozzy osbourne wow and then and then it's all yeah and it's in um like you'd always hear it in seventies uh, yeah, um, yeah. detective shows and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. where like it was indicating like mystery and and you know scary stuff around the corner. Right.
was that del- that little little delay? Was that um, was that upward gear? Or was that was that post? Or did you? Have I think a, I think it's upward upward stuff at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's another it's another dramatic kind of epic, isn't it? It's epic. Whatever it is, it's epic. That's for sure. It's got a whole story to it. And yeah, it's, it doesn't just paint a picture. It's like it tells a little story, doesn't it? Yeah, like it the, does. The, the the narrator of the song goes on a little journey, well, uh-huh. literally, but um, ending ends up in a different place than you expect. Yeah, I remember. Um, I believe that I was I was working on that song around the same time, unless I'm mistaken, my, my memory's off and wrong, but around the same time that um, I was cooking up Drummer Like Me, I think that that, which, I think that this song was ready earlier. I think, okay. I think it might've even been something that we had considered doing for, um, for the first record, uh, the first uh, A&M record. So across right. the universe. You know what? That's I think you're right because I think I, I think I saw a picture of Jay had a, what was that? Oh, was it maybe some of the video stuff that like a track a track sheet or something? Or yeah, like, or like on, a, on like the reel to reels. Yeah, like a, a tape of that day's roughs. Yeah. Of across the universe and today you move on Bachelorette were in the list. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you there's our across the universe version of this somewhere floating around. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and that I mean, and I, and I don't think it changed at all. I just think it didn't. Maybe there was no room for it. And uh-huh. uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I remember uh, kind of cooking that one up around the same time as um, as drummer like me. I can see that. Yeah, it's in the sort of same vein of melancholy narrator. Yeah, it is same kind of biographical kind of yeah thing. Now speaking of epics, yeah, because next we have Patricia. It is truly, it's a sonic epic. We now know since the uh, since the reissues of Applehead Man and the uh, Are You Shakespeareans that Patricia has uh, been in the pot for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I I wrote that song before um, Trip Shakespeare. You know, was it a gleam in anyone's eye? It was a long, long time ago. Oh, was it? Was it a Cratchit yeah. family? Yeah. Right, right, right. We played it. Okay, that's right. But, I mean, it, it's not that great of a song, but there's something kind of wild about it. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's nutty. In my conversation with Elaine, we actually talked about the swinging riff against the straight ride symbol. Yeah. That really odd tension throughout the song. Right, and then the da 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 There's like, um, like that triplet thing. There's like a very like 16th yeah. um, swing to it, but then there's there's the triplet. So you got like the eighth note triplets with the 16th yeah. swing, and then. So there's that. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 you know, so yeah. that's like just straight eighths, and so it's all fucked up. Right. There's a lot going. What the boom 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 boom
So it's kind of, it's all over the place. That, oh, that, that's John with his bow. Correct. Isn't it? Yeah. Just, you were hearing just the reverb. Is, that might, that could, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, it's that 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 ride symbol. It's just it just you're uns unsettled the whole time you're listening to it. Right, I know. You know? I know. It's like but it that, makes you lean thing, in. Like what am I? What am I hearing? You yeah, know? I know. I totally agree. Um, it it like Elaine is like she's got a tons of swing to her, but she's like she's so precise, and she like her groove is just amazing, and um. You know, right, like she, she's literally like doing like like you know like this kind of speed of like, you know like, that's the the groove she's doing with the right hand, you know, which is usually uh -huh. like a triplet thing, you know, like dun 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 dun, you know, like it's a super tightened kind of swing right. that's sixteenth based, and, and and then she grooves it, you know, it's kind of weird. It's just like. She's just a machine, right? Well, it's like every everybody is kind of playing in their own odd overlay. Look, <laughs> it's a song where everyone's only listening to themselves. Yeah, to can only it. yeah can only <laughs> afford to listen to themselves. <laughs> This uh, is is Patricia a fictional character? Is she inspired by? <laughs> no, it's just comical. <laughs> And are you laughing at the way you're singing? Well, yeah, and just awesome. 
It's just <laughs> the, the whole thing. <laughs> That's Dan. Right, okay. I wanted to get in the right order. It's like it's like Debbie Road if you know which which guy is doing which right, right. The solo trade-offs, so we know who we're hearing. Okay, so Dan starts off on the left there. unorthodox kind of approach to the guitar you're that if you're playing i'm just, just i'm like what where were you coming from with it like who were your guitar heroes well i uh i didn't exactly have guitar heroes but i had a um the guy that was the guitar player in the band that uh, john and i had been in he gave me some tips on learning guitar in around about 1982 i started setting out to learn how to play guitar and this guy said, you got, you got to learn a record by B.B. King, Freddie King, and Albert King. And then, and then you'll be set. And this, so this was in the time when just kind of, we were all under um, kind of Led Zeppelin's general umbrella of guitar. Yeah. Everybody sure. was, was basically playing blues guitar through ever increasingly distorted amplification you know and and so that my thing is just kind of a a lot of um those kinds of licks played in a clumsy frantic kind of way right (laughs) that's what i did i haven't thought of it as bluesy i mean i'm sure you know i'm sure it's it's kind of it's like chord fragments and I think um, one thing that I hear a lot in those records um, that I like the most is like when there's like, like uh, uh, kind of d- dipping up and down, like in this kind of uh, you're, you're hitting the the minor third and the major third, and then up, up, then back to the one and up to the four, you know, like like so. There's just you're kind of hitting the, in this um, between like two and five in the scale you kind of just finding these kind of chromatic 
combinations and orders to play uh-huh. notes. And that was the thing that I kind of latched on to from, uh, from those blues records. It was just that kind of bending around in that zone. And then, and then when you play it, you're, you don't bend your wrist. Like you're playing from your, from the elbow. It's almost like you're playing guitar with your right arm in a sling. It's like, <laughs> but it, that adds to the, the feel of it. I really haven't, uh, I wasn't even like really aware of that. Yeah. Well, well one thing, um, I, w- I think I was really, um, I really, I was like, the worst thing that anyone could have said to me was that like my music was gutless or um, had no life in it, life force or, you know, like a vibe or, or uh, and so I, I, my approach to guitar was like, I, I was, you know, like with a lot of things that you do, one does, you're like trying to repair what you've seen missing and, mm-hmm. you know, in the world or in people around you or whatever, not necessarily. I, I really liked um, music that would like really cut through with guts and emotion and uh, mm-hmm. like with something was really going on and you, you felt like, like someone was just crying or uh shouting out and breaking through i think the things i was doing with my right hand the guitar were were you know trying to make the guitar squawk and yeah and and speak you know and get right. through that's interesting you said you said that way because um like that's the feeling i had when i saw you that first time in october of 88 and i was just like i'd never seen that that kind of rock in front of me live like that and I'm just like to me what I'm getting at is like the way you held the guitar it looked different and the way you your strumming arm and it just you looked like you were thrilled to be holding the instrument but it also looked like it's the first time you'd ever picked it up and you're like what is this object with wires and wood (laughs) I shall rock on it yeah I mean in a way that was the first band that I ever like had you know a distortion pedal and all that sort of power yeah. prior to that you know i just had like a uh rickenbacker playing you know different amounts of clean through an amp through a pvm you know so like it, it was it was kind of like this like discovering this you know some kind of you know <laughs> stone or something you know this incredible thing the flame out here <laughs> so dan's guitar what do you know of like where he was coming from with it it's a different style yeah and uh, always more fluid than what i could do or seem to want to do you know like i was just kind of like 
expressive bug and he was like this jet engine you know <laughs> and i i did had no you know like which i admired and had no idea how to do it you know i'm pretty sure that that was dan playing his red colored strat and uh-huh. just c- kind of being able to do anything he wanted right and that was just his ingrained musicality uh, he might i think he might have woodshedded when he was much younger he's been playing for a long time yeah um but uh one time we we made a record and there was a, a um afterwards made a record called volt and yeah. the guy who came to produce it he just said uh well you know guys like me and dan we don't have to practice anymore because we did all that practicing before and now we can just do it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the next part of Patricia here we're going to listen to is uh, a sort of a studio representation of what you guys did live when uh, during a jam you would all go back to Elaine's kit and uh, you would all play on it. But in this case, and you can definitely hear it, it's, I, I, it's just an edit to yeah, a, yeah. Um, to a total like jam out session that went on for a long time. Right? Yeah, you could t- I, you could hear the edits, but the song still comes in uh, just around seven minutes still. But. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's check out the the eight stick percussion flame out. Yeah. That's playing the bass with sticks, isn't it? I think so, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I think it might have been me, like, playing Play. sticks on John's bass while he's, like... I never thought of that before. I think that's what it is. And I'm just not realizing, this is 1991, so they're, you're not digitally editing. Were you cutting, were you slicing tape? I think it is cutting tape. I think it's uh, Justin. Like, he was really an able recordist and he got great tones almost immediately and knew exactly what he was going to do brought his own you know like microphones where he wanted them and and, you know we had he came with racks and racks of his own stuff so that he was ready to go you know in addition to the cool stuff that was in the studio and he could cut tape he could i mean he could you know yeah yeah i mean most guys could I think, but he was really good at it. He, he just, he'd been around for a young guy, you know, in Nashville, where you, you just, everyone is expected to move fast. Right. And so I always wondered, you, you cut a, you must, there must have been a safety copy, right? Or did you just cut the master? I don't know. I don't know exactly. All I know is that, uh, and I, I'm not, I don't think I was even necessarily like. Were you there for the editing? Involved in that edit. I, I don't recall. I, I think maybe someone else was watching over it with uh, Justin or something. Okay. Probably he, John. I think John was very interested in this section. Right. Because now, now, now listening so intently, I, you can hear, oh, this is a good part. Let's use this. And you probably yeah. charted down a much, much longer jam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Overdub the fill out. Oh uh, yeah, 
Yeah, you yeah. Like, I, like, how do we get out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have you figured that out. Yeah. Another, another epic. <laughs> it's so full of the the trip personality. It, it leans toward the weird side of it. Yeah. You know, thank goodness. All right. So coming out of Patricia, the, this next bit continues into the bookend of how the album started with the none of the regular rules. Yeah. Sort exactly. Of this standalone line. Um, so this is down the dusty road. The swelling bass. Yeah. That that's a cool thing. That might be the coolest thing on the record. <laughs> <laughs> that whole song right there. Whatever it's, it is. It's wild. It's like well, listening to it here, it's got a it's got a little digital gap, but if you're listening I think on the C D and the vinyl, it just kinda keeps going, doesn't it? It sort of fades. It's probably a leftover bit of the jam from Patricia. And then you have this book and yeah, it might have, it might have been a different thing. I think it was a different thing. Oh yeah, a different jam, a different jam. Yeah, I see. I love that. Um, like I, I just love that right. little jam. That's like the kind of stuff that we did that that uh, that I'm glad that it got captured. You know, like this on a record because it's like yeah. it's, you know it existed live a lot that kind of stuff, but um, you know. It's 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 hard to it it takes intention to capture it live and that's what uh, Justin brought to the right. record. Well, that's good. Um, thank goodness for Justin then. Yeah. This goes straight into if you miss me. Justin was really intent on me singing the song live with the band. Really. And so yeah, and so he set it up specially. Um, whereas the other ones were just were you know like the instrument bed first uh, as many as he could as many people as you know could be involved in that and but in this case he really wanted to get the vocal live with the group and so he you know set up monitors and stuff like that and i sang in the in the somehow in the in the same uh, room with the group really oh okay mm-hmm. I, I do believe yeah i remember this being in your set early 
You had this. This one was around for a while. I remember seeing you uh, right before Across the Universe was out. You were already playing this mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, so this one had a, had, a, had a bit of time to kind of get massaged into place, I think. Do you right. remember it that way? That sounds right. Yeah. I, I think I remember um, Dan uh, playing the melody on guitar was a revelation to me in the intro. You know, that, yeah. that approach. Nothing I I would have thought of. This sounds like one that's probably came out fully formed from you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it did. right the swell yeah it's like fast motion mushrooms growing something <laughs> i know we 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 had made um a recording in our basement one time and it was just kind of recorded like with like a, a tape recorder of some kind just right in front of the pa mm -hmm. and the bass was doing that swelling thing and I was like, this, this is our sound. And this was like really early on. I was like, that is, you know, we've got to capture that. And um, then when we did um, Across the Universe, I was like, kept nagging about like, we, we got to figure out a way to get that bass, that swelling mm -hmm. thing. And it might have to do with like not compressing quite as much or in a different way. I didn't really know how to exp express it, but we could never get that. And the, it was one of my frustrations. It's like, as talk about the detail parts, but that was a, like a thing that we got on this record was just mm. this, that 3D swelling. That's exactly the word for it. That, yeah, that, that John gets out of that, that thing. And so, that, yeah, so this was a sort of like, this record has this kind of three-dimensionality to it that I um, was really so happy that it happened and a lot and a lot of it is just uh, Justin's sounds and sensitivity and it's pretty cool. When you lie down in your bed tonight oh.
noticed until this listen that almost all the lyrics are just one syllable words. There's a minimalism uh, lyrically. It's really boiled down. Right? I, it's, that's interesting. You should mention that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know that I wanted it to just be as um, elemental as possible to just not get in the way. I think at some point early on in the song, while I was making the song up, I uh, just realized that, okay, this is, this is a really cool song and don't get in the way, you know, like keep yeah. it simple and just, yeah, just don't fuck it up and don't complicate it. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's so pure, right? Even the way you're singing it, like no vibrato, mm -hmm. uh, John's doing whole notes. You know, another thing that I noticed in there is it's, it, it's, it's not anything that anyone should notice really, but, um, Elaine um, is a very, you know, sensitive musician and, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's just really musical, but she's precise as hell. And it really, um, it, it, it makes, it just, the drums just work so well because she's just so, her groove is just so on like that when she comes in, it's, you know, you don't do a double take about the drums or, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I mean, it's just so spot on. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just amazed by it. Like just. Were, were you using, you, you didn't use click tracks when you recorded, did you in headphones? Um, not. I, I think sometimes we did, but I don't think we did on this one. I think this one, because you know, was allowed to float around, you know, cause yeah, I was yeah. singing, singing live to it but she's just like you know like i, I don't know it, it doesn't sound robotic to me it just sounds oh. just amazingly like perfect I, I i i love it anyway Dan made it a little bit more country just then, with mm -hmm. the, like the yeah. choices. If I woke up 
take over yeah it's so so intimate yeah it is i mean i mean nobody else was doing that kind of falsetto around then i mean that kind of singing was more that's from a different age yeah i, I mean I, I think uh you know my heart has always kind of been stuck in uh doo-wop i i grew up hearing that stuff and i um it moved me and something about that one, four, five, six, you know, minor six kind of the, those, those kinds of chords, uh, I always found scary and uh, mysterious mm. and uh, it, it, full of emotion and sadness. And uh, so they just, uh, and, and they, they just inspire me and I can't, I can't stay away from them. Well, it's, it's in your soul. Mm-hmm. It sucks you in, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. The mood you're in right now has changed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's wild. It's like you walk outside, you know, or something. Right. You, yeah, you're walking out, and it's, now it's just dark outside. And the crickets take over. And I, I think that those minutes. crickets, I think those crickets are not recorded by Jay, but they're by the owner of... Um, no, the, the guy who ran Pachyderm for years and had been, like, trying to get us to come and uh, record there for all those years. And so, I, and he had recorded those crickets, and I think he just presented them to us and let, you know, like, in case we wanted to use them. And, uh, <laughs> You're like, yes, I think we will. <laughs> uh, yes, we will. Because they sound so cool. They're so beautifully recorded. Yeah. I The sound... It's such a vibe, right? It keeps you in the headspace of if you miss me. And then it, it almost lets you, it gives you like four minutes to ponder this thing you just heard. And it's, it's meditative. And it also, it kind of encapsulates the, your environment that you were in to record the yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that's what it were, where we were. So that's Lulu, 30 years. Oh, my God. It's really wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is wild. It brings back a lot of emotion to me um, to hear it all, and uh, a lot of love, really, uh, love for those people and all we did together. We had uh, so much, so much fun on stage in particular together and, and lived so much life together on the road, you know, yeah. finding our way. Um, it really got, it got nice for us when we um, found um, our road manager, Dave, and actually, and Dave would start to drive. And then that like just allowed everyone to just 
in the band to just be as we drove in our van. Dave Ness. Dave Ness, yeah. And that just changed everything because then uh, there was no longer any anything to kind of bicker about or, you know, or we could just be on our... Yeah, hang out on our way to gigs and then do our work at night, you know. It, yeah. just, it was really... That that was a big change in a funny way. That was a major thing. Gosh, yeah, we we did it. We did it. We did a deep dive. A little bit deep dive. <laughs> we really did. Uh, thank you so much. I can't even imagine how much time it's going to take to find, uh, you know, to, to arrange all this. But I really appreciate the the attention and the you know yeah. the fact that you're drawing, even thinking about it is is so sweet and uh, appreciated. Well, I know. I mean, I know for sure that there are a ton of people who are going to be really psyched for these these episodes. Matt Wilson talking about Lulu. I mean, track by track, something I would want to listen to. <laughs> and that's that's kind of my guiding light. Well, I figured my the, my fan self guides the aesthetic of things, and I'm like, well. I just make a make a site I would want to have and and make these podcasts that I would want to listen to, and I feel like the level of interest is matched vastly enough to uh, have people enter, be entertained by it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's exactly the way to approach almost everything. Yeah. I thank you for being so generous with your time on this. I oh my just my pleasure. Now we have to wait till two thousand and. 26. Wait, what the, that's the 40th anniversary of Applehead, man? So, I don't know. It's terrifying. We'll just make sure we live. Yeah, we have to just survive until then. <laughs> awesome, Matt. Thank you so much, man. And uh, Thank you, Morgan. Amazing. Yeah. All right, have a good one. Bye. See ya. Gosh, there it is. You don't always take into account that the person you're talking to about their art likes every single bit of it makes sense and now perhaps we will all listen to Lulu with different ears elf ears okay okay show's over go to the archive go uh, to the store buy stuff please uh, keep this going you know it's your donations and your purchase of the goods that makes this all possible we can create new content based on a band our favorite band that broke up a long time ago how about that all right this has been morgan your webmaster of brainerd and until next time take care of yourselves and each other bye